The once-in-a-generation winter storm crippling America is now a national emergency. Residents of Fort Erie, Ontario are digging out Christmas Day after a massive storm blocked roads, snapped trees, and brought down hydro lines. The days, of course, are getting very, very short, and many people start to experience a form of depression that we call seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder. The winter blues or as it's often referred to as seasonal affective disorder or SAD. The blizzard forced some people to evacuate their homes while others try to stick it out. They find it very, very hard to engage with the normal routine, oversleeping, overeating. 25 to 35% of Canadians experience the winter blues. From my experience, I hadn't really struggled with this before. But this winter was different, and I know I'm not the only one. So that's why my co-producer Daniel and I decided to create a series exploring the winter blues and seasonal depression. Daniel and I have very different lifestyles outside of work. The biggest one being this is Daniel's first winter outside of Australia. It's freezing here. The longer I'm here in the winter, the more I'm convinced that Canada should not have people living here. I mean, I'm seeing cars sliding out on the road. Sometimes I can't even see because the snow is coming at the windscreen and it's hypnotizing me. It's absolutely crazy what you guys put up with. And you do it every year. How? <laughs> okay, I need to chill. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this series of what we're about to do. <laughs> I can't see. So how have you been this winter? Like, it's... It's been a massive adjustment, like, because it's hard because lots of my friends in Australia, obviously, because we have opposing seasons, so now they're in the summer. And so now they're all surfing, going to the beach, and I'm driving in sludge ice, which I do love because I, I reckon it's so beautiful, especially, like, in December yeah. before Christmas, and it's, like, this anticipation of build. But then Christmas, after Christmas, after New Year's, and it's just winter, Maybe I'm just being a bit of like a, in Australia, we call it a winch pot, which is someone who just complains all the time. <laughs> I was wondering, in Australia, you said that it's summer right now, so all your friends are surfing. I almost said snurfing. Yeah. All your friends are surfing. Can you not do that all year round in Australia? Well, yeah, but like right now it's like... It's like the good... It's like, like you can do it with like no shirt on. You don't oh, need okay. a wetsuit. You don't need... Understood. You can just do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And winter, the waves can get like pretty intense yeah but all right yeah yeah but how about you how's your winter been um it's been i think it's been different than other winters because um like my whole life or at least for the past like five years no kind of my whole life um winter's been the best part of the year for me like i just i was always sledding and i was like i don't know whenever it came to winter i had a way better time than i ever did in any other season i was so Mm. excited and I was excited for that this year because that's exactly what happened to me the past three years. And it was different this year. I, I'm not enjoying it. I'm like, I think it's taken a toll on like, just, yeah, just how I am every day. Like it's, it's made me less, I don't know, joyful, I guess. Yeah. Less like motivated, yeah. less enthusiastic, do you find? Definitely. And it right. might be because I'm working so much now, like mm. all the other winters, I kind of, um, well, first of all, we had school, but at school you're like you're with your friends and you're playing outside at recess or whatever and mm. all that or break whatever your whatever grade you're in. Yeah, um, yeah. But since then, I'm I work full time now, and then I go home and I do my school online, so I don't really have time to go outside with friends and mm. be in the snow in the daylight. 
Right. Yep. So I think I'm just not experiencing, and because it gets dark so early, I'm not experiencing a lot of um, outside time and sunlight. Mm. Which well, that's it. Hey, it's yeah. like you 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 wake up and it's dark. You go to work and then you come home and it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe does it like is it does it kind of just show like is it does it how do you find the words for it it makes it kind of like very repeated repetitive yeah yeah repetitive it is very repetitive (laughs) and also because again like i get home and i do my school and to do my school in my room with the sunlight out it's a different experience because i'm looking forward to going outside after maybe at seven with my friends and it's warm and it's sunny and we're having a campfire Mm -hmm. now it gets dark at 5 30 i'm finishing or sometimes i'm not home at 5 30 but when i am it's getting dark and i'm still trying to finish school and i don't really have plans after because there's nothing like it's getting dark and it's cold mm. so it's like i don't have plans i have nothing to like motivate me to finish my school because i'm looking at a dark cold window instead of like a yeah. sunny like yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i think another thing is for our job like besides a podcast yeah. um as youth engagement coordinators a lot of the act like a lot of it is better outside like we yeah. were playing football we were playing basketball we were like we were doing a lot outside and now we are stuck inside which yeah still fun but like it kind of limits yeah. the creativity of what you can do and whatnot hey, yeah. yeah and it is like it does make it it makes you happy to be outside and playing football with like in the warmth with For all these sure. kids and everything and now it's like we're inside and you know it's dark outside but the lighting in here is like bright and you're trying to like get through the day you're tired and it's like we're playing a board game that doesn't even half make sense like it's (laughs) it's a whole other thing like in the summer it's like it's still light outside you're not as tired it's warm out you're playing football like it's a whole and do you reckon that's something to it because obviously we've got a few guests coming up in these episodes that we're going to release but uh, with the sunlight like sunlight naturally gives you energy right from vitamin d and all that kind of thing so when you're inside a lot it's quite normal maybe to feel not as much um i don't mean in like a like a hippie way like the energy and all that kind of thing but more like just like actual energy and drive to do these things yeah it's like it becomes less and less because of the lack of sunlight for sure and i also think that like again once you're in school um you are being forced to go outside a lot like during break or I mean not for high school students but for elementary school kids like I think part of the reason I had so much fun the last couple of winters is because I was still getting sunlight because we were going sledding Mm. or like me and my friends used to literally walk home from school take my sleds and go to like the parking lot where they would shovel a bunch of snow but we would go down it and it was like the funnest thing in the world right but now it's kind of like when I get home like it's either it's anywhere between six to eight yeah, or six to nine. So that's when I get home. And yeah. then there's nothing like the funnest thing I can think of doing is having a friend over and we, again, watch something, which yeah. is like, it's not as, it's not brain food. Like sunlight is brain yeah. food. TV is not brain food. So. Brain food. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. Brain food. Well, that kind of, like, that's kind of like a good link because we've got throughout this series, we're having a few different guests on. One who, um, there's an there's an owner of a gym who they're going to talk to us about exercise. And then we've got someone with a phenomenal interview that Georgia did about mental health. Yeah. But then today we've got nutri- a nutritionist. And yeah. I, I can't say the word. A nutritionist. Nutritionist. A nutritionist. Yeah. And um, 
brain food correlates all these things together (laughs) (laughs) brain we're talking about therapy we're talking about like diet all of that correlates to when i said brain food which is what led us to this (laughs) we're here so let's jump into the interview and then we'll see how we go with it i'm a bit worried about it just because like especially in the winter um I, I find like my diet's kind of gone out the window a little bit. Yeah. So when I found out that we're having this guy on who's going to talk to us about food, I was like, oh man, I'm just going to feel guilty the whole time. For but, sure. Anyway. And what I'm about to say is going to sound, it's going to sound a little bit dumb. Like, but um, like I'm a teenage girl and a lot of it is about like, and I'm sure this goes for everyone, but I'm aiming it at myself because I know it's me and my friend group is we think of like, like we see people online doing like everyday routines or whatever in the summer and it's like a whole aesthetic thing so we get motivated so i know me and my one friend we used to like she's a pool at her house and during the summer we would wake up and make little smoothie bowls and do water (laughs) pilates and all this stuff but like we don't have that motivation in the winter because it's like right like what are you gonna do to wake but it used to be like wake up at, at six and we'll get food and we'll tan and we'll go to the beach and then we'll work out and that like it was a whole thing right. and yep. now it's kind of like yeah i'm just trying to pass finals like <laughs> like that's like that's the that's yeah, the goal gotcha. but yeah. because you see so many influencers online like making such a good and a lot of them live in places that are warm all the time like california yeah or whatever. california so they're yeah. like they're like day in my life and you get up and they do their hair and they go and get like a little smoothie bowl and they're walking around in like a big t-shirt and everything looks so warm and comfortable right and it's like we're in canada like we can't get up and jump in the pool. And so I think that's part of the... I guess we could the... do like William Huff kind of, what do they call it? Polar bear dips or something? Is that what you guys do? Yeah, I've done that. Is that What is that like? Um, I mean, I, I well, I shouldn't call it a polar bear dip because I didn't do it at the time that it was supposed to be a polar bear dip. Polar bear? Polar bear dip. <laughs> but um, I used to go to the beach and swim when it was still snowing. Oh Not swim, but go in for a couple minutes. Would you... Would you did you... Did... Was it... Yeah, cold? it was cold. I've, I also used to take ice baths. Terrible. So ice baths, really? Yeah, I did that for a little bit because I was again trying out all these different things. Wow. Which it like it's fun. I mean, it's an athlete thing. The ice baths, mm-hmm. like that's. I think I was doing it for dance or gymnastics. One right. of the two. I was doing it to improve something. It was some sort of thing I saw that I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this. Yeah. But um, but again, those things aren't as motivating as summer fun stuff is right. like i don't know how to yeah, describe that yeah, but like yeah. forcing yourself to go go in like the cold beach as a polar bear dip is not nearly as like well i can wake up and i can do pool pilates yeah. and tan yeah like obviously the second yeah. one's gonna sound more appealing yeah yeah well do you reckon that's probably one of the biggest things we're gonna try and touch on in this series is how how mean you personally can get lots of little practical tools from our guests of how to more get strong mentally yeah whether it be like discipline or accountability or all these things so that we can what's the word thrive in the winter yeah for sure and i think another big thing that we should um touch on eventually this might have to be cut out because i'm telling you this (laughs) but um how to make things fun yeah because like again back to the whole thing i was just saying is like summer can be more fun but i feel like there are ways that we can make winter fun Mm. like even putting on music Mm. or like getting the right type of lighting around your house or stuff like that i feel like that can make you more motivated rather than right whatever so having like having lots of little things in place in order for you to do like the big thing yeah yeah great yeah great even like yeah clean room 
done clean room done uh music on if yeah you, your favorite music on like yeah. none of this like sad like yeah soft piano yeah exactly <laughs> i mean unless that's something that brings you oh, joy yeah, for but sure, like for sure even what i was i was talking to daniel about this earlier but i'm gonna is like i was coming home to a messy room for the past week and mm. then i cleaned it last night and i was so much more motivated motivation to go home and get the things i need to do done yeah because i made the lighting in my room nice and mm. like how i like it and i played music the whole time and now it's like it's pleasing to walk into rather than like you know yeah yep. eight o'clock home from work disaster <laughs> four hours of work to get done like yeah. the most unmotivating thing in the world and you're like yeah okay gotta finish yeah great uh yeah yeah okay that's yeah i like it let's do it should we jump into the should we yeah should we, we should. jump into the interview? <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> okay, would you like to introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about what you do? Yep, sure. Uh, so my name is John, John Farragher. Uh, I'm the co-owner of Ewan Weight Loss Studios here in Hanover. Uh, the other owner is actually my wife, so she's my boss. Uh, I'm a certified personal trainer and sports nutritionist through the International Strength and Sports Association. And I'm also a certified uh, nutrition coach with precision, precision nutrition. Oh wow! And how long have you been doing this for? Uh, around two years now. Two years. Um, so the first question I'm going to ask is: In 2021, around 29% of adults aged 18 years and older in Canada were obese, whilst 37% are considered overweight. How do we get here, and what were the causes? For me, convenience is probably the the biggest cause. So I wouldn't say we have an obesity crisis I say we have an abundance of we have an, ab an abundance of convenience so everything's at our fingertips nowadays um, you don't no longer have to go out and work for your food you don't have to create food it's pre-packaged you throw it in the microwave and it's done and it, we're losing a lot of nutritional value through these type of foods that we're consuming and we're over consuming of them yeah that makes sense so if there's anything that you can think of that could help us like improve our need to just get prepackaged food or anything like that um what would you say um education on food is a big one like it there's a wealth of information available online now you can find anything on there um understanding the type of foods you're eating what those foods do for you whether you're an athlete and you need more uh, endurance or you're in the gym you need more strength or if you're just not feeling that great it could be linked back to food and where can we find easy access to information like this? Yeah, like I said, the internet's full of it nowadays. Uh, personally, I like Lane Norton. He's a PhD in, uh, in food sciences, and his information is fantastic. He goes through all the studies. He breaks it down into layman's terms, so it's easy to understand. And uh, yeah, he does a lot of short clips as well, so it's you're not sitting for hours and end watching, yeah. watching videos. It's short and sharp, and he gets straight to the point, so you can understand it. Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. Convenience and abundance. That's what, Those are two, like, massive things. It's like when you're... I've heard that, like, it's always good to not go to the grocery store hungry when you're going shopping for, yeah. like, a food shop because then you just get all these snacks and everything like that. Yeah, for but, sure. And mm. convenience is a big thing, especially, mm. like, with us here, working oh here. Yeah. We have, for those who don't know, Tim Hortons is across the street. KFC is right beside us. Mm -hmm. There's a gas station with tons of snacks on the other side of us yeah and then it like it's an easy walk or quick drive to mcdonald's a and w it's temptation Harvey's. avenue yeah <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it is and especially like yeah it's i mean sometimes it's just so easy yeah well that's what we're talking about yeah 
Well, and that's it. And 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 then going into his second one was like abundance. Like there's so much of it. So it's like yeah. so much of it. So then it's actually sometimes cheaper. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I think we're going into a time now where it's almost cheaper to get processed foods rather than like fresh foods and then taking them home and then cooking it. Yeah. So it's like if processed foods they taste better, they're more addictive and they are cheaper, then obviously that is the way that where most of us are going to go. That's the way I'm going to go. Exactly. And it also is like, it depends on your lifestyle as well. Mm. Because um, I used to eat, like I used to have uh, like cooked meals every night, every lunch. Like me and my mom and my uncle who was living with us at the time were really big on that. Like we would wake up and we would make a big batch of eggs and everyone would have that. And we would have um, zucchini noodles for dinner. Like it was a whole thing. But now, um, like, I don't live with them. I live with just mm. my dad, and my dad works all the time, and I work all the time. So it's kind of like I don't go to the effort. I mean, I've started making eggs in the morning. For it's sure. been a big oh, deal, guys. Come on. How good? I know. For the past, like, four days in a row, yeah. I've made myself breakfast, which normally I skip breakfast, which is not good. Yeah, and then you drink like a monster. I at do. Work. I. I'm like, trying, guys. I'm trying to. <laughs> I won't eat till like three, and I'm drinking monsters. It's horrible, <laughs> and it's so bad. But that's convenient for me because i didn't have like i don't have much in the house because we're working so much that a lot of the time we buy stuff and then it goes bad right because it's like if we can't if we don't bring it for lunch every day there's nobody home to eat it Mm -hmm. like we both often get back after dinner we eat lunch at work and my dad leaves before breakfast Mm. so it's like he misses all three meals i miss two yeah it's it's really hard to like have like plans for that mm. so then how do you feel after eating eggs in the br- in the morning like do you feel better having that kind of like nourishment early in the morning in the past so this is different for me because personally eating in the morning for me is like i get a really sluggish feeling uh, no matter what it is i get um unless it's a bowl of fruit like that uh, okay. like maybe melon or something like that is fine yeah but i just get a very like I need a nice cold glass of water or energy drink, (laughs) (laughs) but something like cold and like a smoothie would be great. I would not, I would be fine with a smoothie, but, um, for some reason when I eat a meal in the morning, I get really like, well, that's fair enough. So you kind of need like, um, like a smoothie with all the vitamins and all that to get you going and then you're good. And then by lunch I'll have something. Yeah. But where, if we're taught, let's just say we're moving it to lunch, then yes, I would feel a lot better Mm. because it is like. I mean, it's better than having fast food or no food. Like, yeah. living off monsters is horrible. Like, it made me feel awful. Yeah. It was so bad for my body. And, like, coming out of that, I can tell that, like, it's giving me more energy than the energy drinks did. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. And um, and then going to what the resource that he gave just for people who use, like, Instagram or whatever, Lane Norton. Yeah. Who's kind of like a... um like a like a health expert i guess who does lots of jam-packed knowledge in like instagram reels and things like that so i figured maybe that would be like a great resource to just have in your back pocket to get more information rather than listening to us ramble on of what we think is healthy yeah <laughs> actually getting like a certified uh, person and who sounds who's giving out lots of great content yeah um have you heard of him before i have not i have not either Maybe we should follow him. Yeah, I think we should. It should be like a whole thing. (laughs) The second question is, according to Harvard Medical School, what are your thoughts from when they said, a dietary pattern characterized by a high intake of fruit, vegetables, whole grain, fish, olive oil, low-fat dairy, and antioxidants 
and low intake of animal food was apparently associated with a decreased risk of depression. A dietary pattern characterized by a high consumption of red and or processed meat, refined grains, sweets, high-fat dairy products, butter, potatoes, and high-fat gravy, and low intakes of fruits and vegetables is associated with an increased re- risk of depression. So There's a lot to unpack you there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long quote. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I actually lived in the Mediterranean for five years. I lived in Malta, and the uh, big thing over there is uh, fish, olive oil, bread, the bread over there is it's made first thing in the morning. It's it's by the end of the day the bread's gone off. Like it's it's something you buy fresh in the morning, you eat it and if you don't it goes off. Over here you see loaves of bread last week sometimes in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of additives and stuff that go into there that uh, yeah, studies have linked those to things like depression and stuff. So um the the more basic you can make food in general, the better it's gonna be for you. So you use more single single item ingredients and create dishes from from those ingredients. In general, it's just going to be healthier for you. Uh, a healthier body is more likely not going to lead to a healthier mind. And yeah, I've heard a lot about the the Mediterranean diet and just how it how it's so different because a lot of our food is very processed. And mm. um, over there, it's I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I don't know what I well, how to get the words out. It's 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 like well it's uh, freshly made. Yeah, like it doesn't go yep. through like so much different process of like well processed food it doesn't yeah. it doesn't go through a bunch of stuff to make it more i don't even know again don't well, know what i'm trying to no, say no but i kind of get what you're saying because it's like the less stages it takes for it to get to your dinner table yeah the better per yeah. se but not all of us obviously have the resources or the time to be a farmer and do it all of our own right yeah um, but it was a good point because, like, I I actually lived in Italy for two, a couple of years, and ve- most of the best meals are very basic. Like, um, a pasta carbonara is really just like egg whites and a little bit of milk. Yeah. But in Western culture, we put like cream and all the stuff. Yeah, rah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that it's bad; it still tastes really good. But essentially, so much of the Mediterranean diet is very simple things with herbs and whatnot. Yeah. And then also, I think another one is they cook more with olive oil as opposed to butter. Yeah. And speaking on what he said about um, the bread Mm. aspect, because of what he was saying was in Italy, Spain, the bread is freshly made and it's eaten that day. And here it's not. Like we let it sit for a long time. Mm. And I follow influencers back to my influencers <laughs> online um spain from spain and italy and i've heard that a lot of or actually they don't live there they lived here and moved there or are doing an exchange year there whatever they're not originally from there but they said that they even though they're eating like um potentially what people would describe as an unhealthier diet mm. in these places they feel a lot better because the sandwiches and the pasta and the loaves of bread and everything mm. are made differently like yeah. it's, it's more fresh yeah and so and i guess that's the risky part because we live in a world where they need to have so much of abundance but then to have so much of abundance then they need to have always the the, the shelves filled yeah right so things can't and to have the shelves always being filled means that the bread needs to last a lot longer for like yeah. weeks on and being on a shelf before someone then buys it and then all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so for him to say that the bread goes off that da- that night or, yeah. or the next day or whatever, that's that's pretty crazy. And so, 
yeah, what are we going to do? Are we going to be bread makers or something? Yeah. Well, when I think about it, like what he's saying, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like I feel like for some reason it just clicks in my brain that eating bread the same day it was made would would feel a lot better in mm. your body. Like it would be easier to digest and yeah. like yeah. it would be more enjoyable overall yeah. rather than – and like even – not on the shelves but at our houses we let loaves of bread and stuff sit for a long time mm. and like they don't other places now for this next question that we asked um we asked Jono I'm kind of nervous about it because it is about snacking and I know I've got such an Achilles heel for snacking like I can snack all day all night and I know I know it's bad yeah I don't know if it's well, I guess we're just about to find out because we're yeah. going to ask the question. Yeah. But I don't know if it's bad, but there might be some aspects to it. I mean, I'm not a big snacker, but I think that can also be bad. Yeah. Oh. I think Flip there's. The yeah. So you reckon I'm like saving the world being a full time snacker? Saving the world might be a bit. Of no, a let's end it there. That's <laughs> all good. right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Is snacking during the day and at night bad? Not inherently, no. Like, um,. The be all and end all is how many calories you take in and how many calories you expend. That's the the bottom line of of what what makes something bad and what doesn't make it bad. It makes it good, sorry. Um the types of snacks for sure can have a big uh, big impact on that. Like if you're snacking on Mars bars and Snickers and stuff all the time, it, your your jeans are gonna get a little bit tighter and you're gonna feel a little bit worse about yourself and how you look in the mirror. Um so yeah, fruits, vegetables they're can they're just as as convenient to, to pick up and eat as uh, candy bars are for sure. Yeah. So you you can certainly make better choices with snacking that are going to improve your long long term outlooks for sure. And you mentioned fruits and vegetables. Do you have a favorite healthy snack that you eat a lot? Uh, Greek yogurt actually. I I can I could put down a whole jug of Greek yogurt in in, in one go. Like that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that wasn't like the worst answer. I'm pretty happy with that. How like yeah, I would snack a little bit but not over the top making sure like it's healthy i guess yeah. yeah well i think my biggest problem with snacking is sometimes i replace my meals with snacks yeah. <laughs> so then i just am eating like a little bit of everything yeah. and then it's yeah. like it, it d isn't nutritional yeah what i found the most interesting about what he said is um it's at the end of the day it's about how many calories you take in and how many calories you get out mm. because really i mean i guess you could you could have a ballpark of how much you ate but that also is touching on calorie counting. Right. Which can go both good ways and bad ways. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much experience you have with yeah, calorie counting. Yeah, a little bit because you can kind of get carried away with it. Yeah, and for then, sure. But then you can have like a healthy balance and a healthy um, understanding of it, hey? Yeah. I mean, I did it for three years. I did it for a long time really? when COVID hit oh. because I was, well, not in a bad way though, yeah. just um, in a way where I was trying to you know eat better and it wasn't just calories protein whatever but um it can take a toll i mean for me it didn't because when i saw it going down that way i stopped and i like mm. laid back but it can because it is it is like a toxic thing sometimes yeah. for some people depending on the mindset yeah but paying that much attention to what you're putting into like i shouldn't say it that way because that's a good thing but paying that much attention to the calories that you're putting into your body can can restrict you yeah. on a lot of, like many different levels yeah and so would you say like it's a problem when you don't allow yourself to have like a treat or something like that yeah or not allow yourself to have a treat but also you're too 
like obsessed with it it's it mm. becomes an obsession mm. because when i first started it was great like i think it's good because it yeah. also makes you pay more attention to the food that you're writing down which is good yeah, yeah. like yeah, it, absolutely like it makes you pay attention to like a smoothie versus a, like just a bunch of different things yeah but I think once you're out for dinner with your friends for the first time this month and all you can think about is what the calories say on the menu, that's where it's like right. you're not allowing yourself to live anything yep. past that. And I used to notice myself get into that. Like I would go out for um, dinner with my friend and I would be paying attention to that over what I wanted. Right. And then it's like yeah. that becomes toxic. Um, yeah. So kind of like get the joy from being disciplined and also getting the joy of the reward. Yeah. So it's like finding the joy in both of them, being joy and discipline, being like, okay, I don't need to have a cake tonight or this or that tonight. Yes. I don't need dessert tonight. But then tomorrow when you do have dessert, it's like, oh, now I'm enjoying this so much more because I was disciplined before and now I'm giving myself a little bit of like a treat. Yeah. Is that kind of... For sure. Yeah. And I also think it comes down to not tracking every little thing. Mm. Like there is no need to do that. Obviously to have a ballpark is good or to track certain things, that can be a good thing because you're you're paying attention to what you're putting into your body like you're yep. being but when it comes down to like a bowl of blueberries or something mm. it's like that's where it's like okay you know what you're eating is good yeah so there's no need to track that yeah or if you're having a really healthy dinner or if your your breakfast was super good there's no need yeah but yeah. i think at a certain point it yeah at a certain point it needs to stop what practical tools or tips do you have for people who struggle with the self-control of eating bad food um Accountability, self-accountability, and probably even bigger is peer accountability. So if you can gather a group of friends that you've all got the same sort of similar goals and outlooks and things, be be there for each other, uh, whether that's just once a week checking in and asking, hey, how are you doing? How, how are things going this week? Uh, if it's food journaling, um, yeah, accountability is probably the, the biggest one. Self-accountability is not an easy thing to do. Like, I'm a professional, this is my job, and I struggle with self-accountability. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, getting other people, peer, peer accountability for sure is a big one. I know a big one is also, like, having a gym buddy. Like, if you need to go to a gym, you always bring a buddy, and then it's like, you guys get the membership together. It yeah, def definitely, for sure. Like, yeah. I've, I've got my brother-in-law here at the moment. He's over visiting from Scotland. So I've had him for the last three weeks, and I've noticed my weights have gone through yeah. the roof in the last three weeks just because I have that somebody there pushing me a little bit harder. Yeah, okay. I guess here's the wrestle, right? Is because I you, I always want to find every excuse in the book of not to... The, the accountability thing. But as soon as someone says peer accountability, it's it's free. It's transferable. It's like you don't need... Um, whether or not you have a gym, that's great. But peer accountability, you just need a friend. You just yep. need another person to help you keep yourself accountable. So really after that, the only barrier is yourself, right? So that's why as soon as you said peer accountability, I was like, oh no, because I've got no other excuses. Because yeah. if you said like, go to the gym or do this and do that, then I'm like, ah, oh, well, I don't have a gym membership. So I'm fine, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So peer accountability. Do you have, do you, have you done that before? Yeah, I, well, so you guys know her as the old podcast host, but my best friend, Karis, mm. has been my best friend since I was little. So we've always kind of done that together. But she was living with us for, I think, 10 months, 11 months, full time. So we were together 24-7. So everything we did really was holding each other accountable, especially because we were working, first of all, in a kitchen, which we've talked about on this podcast, long days, yeah. long, long days. And we also were doing this podcast at the end. 
So like holding each other accountable, even waking up at 7 a.m. to go to the restaurant mm. was like a huge thing because yep. it was like if I was alone, it would be so much less enjoyable because I would be in the kitchen alone and I wouldn't have the like the energy to get through it without somebody else also getting through it with me yeah because it's like at times when you're feeling weak she picks you up yeah and at times exactly when she's feeling weak you pick her up exactly we actually yep. used to do a thing where we would yell like f- it was a joke but we would so she was a dishwasher um and she was so good at it she was way better than i was and i went up to salads and um whatever plating whatever that was up there Um, but working with food and so the way the kitchen was divided is there was a wall in between the dishwashing and the salad area so we didn't get to see each other a lot Mm -hmm. but when we would walk by each other whether it was her going to get the dishes or me going to put a dish back there or whatever it was we would go girl almost (laughs) done or we would say stuff like that but it made us laugh yeah it was like a lot of the time we were like 10 hours in yeah and it would be like oh my god i'm going to fall asleep on the floor right now like this is i don't know how my dad does it way longer than we ever did but and then you would hear karis and she'd be like make those salads and i'm like yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm gonna make like it just changed the whole i mean she never said make those salads no she did she definitely did (laughs) (laughs) but it was all like we would we would even think of one later that night and write it in our notes app to do it the next day because they would be like the most sarcastic stupidest things but it's like that's accountability because we're like we were getting each other through the end of it like it was the last two hours but like you would hear that and you'd be like oh i have to do it i've got to do it yeah gotcha so it's like the same thing so it's being able to find like the the fun and the playfulness in the peerness hey yeah exactly because when you're doing it on your own it's like and you're also left with your own thoughts which I noticed a lot again at the restaurant, and I know that's not what we're talking about, but it's but what the I same noticed. principle. Yeah. yeah, is I would be making the salads because there were like very few days where Karis would not come in or I wouldn't go in because Karis had surgery during the summer. I had a broken ankle, not broken, but sprained ankle at one point. Like we had those things, um, and I noticed the couple times that Karis wasn't there while I was making salads, I would get really in my head because there would be music playing and I would hear customers talking. And all I could do was just make the salads and think. And then I would think about how much my feet hurt or how much I didn't want to make the next salad or how tired I was. But when Karis was there, I would like run to the back and I'd be like, guess what I just did? I dropped like a box on the floor and everything broke. And then it would be like this whole thing. And all we could think about was the funniness of it and how, how like playful it was. But when I was alone, it was like entirely about how much I didn't want to be there because all I could think about was my own head. Yeah, gotcha. So, like, we work better in more than twos, in more than one, sorry. Like, we work better outside of that in community. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet. And what makes up a good diet? For me, a good diet's something that's sustainable, something you can follow. Uh, A lot of people get tend to jump in the whole hog straight away. They make a multitude of changes, and by the end of the week, you're sick of it. Yeah. Uh, small manageable changes over time for sure is going to be a lot better for you if you can for example if you drink five monsters in a day cut that down to two by the end of, <laughs> by the, end of the week that is me that is exactly me that, that's, that's something that's small it's manageable and you can you can continue that yeah. for as long as you want i struggled with that in the summer i was drinking a lot of monster because i was working long days but <laughs> try telling her <laughs> yeah everybody tried telling me so obviously the um Last thing we said there about me drinking monsters constantly was the opposite of sustainability, which I think is yeah, a really... Yeah, you're the worst. I know. <laughs> I know. Nah. This summer, the my diet just consisted of monsters, which is very, very 
not sustainable, which is something I want to touch on because I think sustainability is a huge thing and I'm glad that that was mentioned. What do you mean by sustainable? Like, do you mean... Wait, what do you mean? Just something that you won't give up on because a lot of the time people are bringing up workout plans or diet plans or whatever you're literally anything it could be a plan on how much like what i do is how much school i want to do in a day Mm. and what i used to say is eight hours i'm online schooled eight hours of online school is so like um it's like so much because you've got like this one-to-one teacher exactly and it's really unrealistic and then i would or some of the diet plans that i made or some of the workout plans that anyone makes anyone does this they say it'll work and they do it for two weeks and then they drop it and then Mm. it's always like oh well i just like i couldn't give up my favorite foods or i couldn't like i couldn't work out that much i get you and they stop it but then you're not doing anything anymore because you've ruined what you or not i don't want to say you've ruined but you've you stopped doing it because it was too hard for you to do in the first place or Mm. unrealistic for you to do in the first place right that's a good point because I remember one of my mentors back in Australia, actually, he was talking to me about, because sometimes I'll get so motivated on a particular thing mm-hmm. and then I'll have this like one to two week passion or passionate kind of sense Yeah, like for focus. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't sustainable. And then he was, he was, he really kind of challenged me and says, you got to really find out what is um, hype. Yeah. And what is passionate. Yeah. And I used the word passionate before, and uh, that's the wrong word because he was saying that passion, the word passion means um, patience even in suffering. So even yeah. when it's really difficult, you're still doing it. And so he was kind of saying, oh, we live in a world now of all the Instagrams, the reels, and how quick, fast-paced everything is. Like everything is um, hype to get your attention, to get you on board, to, for you to do impulsive decisions, yeah. right? But then, yeah, exactly what you're saying. We need to look at how to make more of our patterns to be sustainable. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And even, like, what I used to do at the beginning of, like, the COVID shutdown that we kind of had, I was out of school and I didn't find Launchpad yet. So I was home, like, most of the time. Mm. And I was really into fitness. And Mm -hmm. I still am, but in a different way. Because back then, it was really unsustainable. It's like I would get really excited and I would have all these workout plans and everything. And it's not that I was, like they were super unrealistic but i would set out three hours of time and have all these different exercises so you know how like a lot of people who are experienced in the gym they have leg day or arm day or whatever i would do that all at once because i was like full body every day yeah i was like it's well i was just excited but then that would go for two weeks and then i'd take a week-long break or a week-long like where it would be less and it was because i like i didn't It wasn't sustainable it wasn't a realistic thing for me to do but then once you find that like balance for example me now it's what i was telling you like dance and the elliptical and everything it's easy for me to hop on for 15 minutes on like a workout machine or whatever and be done with that and it's like it's i'm not too harsh on myself about it now because it's a sustainable thing to do like that's how you keep going yeah rather than oh i gotta do three hours and then it's like tomorrow you're too tired to do anything and then it's not a sustainable thing yeah 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 it's like um like uh, personal trainers, I've heard use this quite a lot, and it's like it's called the SMART acronym for like goal setting. Yeah, and that can be for exercise, or it could be for meditation, or journal writing, or whatever. We use it in school all the time. Oh yeah, okay. All the time. So what is it like? The S is specific. S- specific. And then measurable. Measurable, attainable, attainable realistic, realistic, and time- timely. 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 Yeah. And those are great things when wanting to set a new goal. So rather than like. Say if you feel like you're eating too much red meat, 
yeah. rather than being like, oh, I'm going to go vegan. Yeah. Ra- just kind of re- reel back. Unless you want to go be vegan, like, go for it. But um, but do it do it in a way when, that is realistic to you. Yeah, exactly. Because I actually used to do that too. Is There was a time where I was vegan. I was vegan for a little while. Or vegan or vegetarian. I kind of, like, went on and off. But I would one day be not vegan at all and then i was like oh i'm gonna be vegan tomorrow because i got really excited about it but i wouldn't grocery shop i wouldn't plan for anything so then i would wake up and i'd be like oh i can't have coffee today because i don't have my vegan coffee cream and then it's like and then i would just have the normal cream and then everything would like not work anymore or i'd be like oh the only thing i have for breakfast is eggs i'm just gonna eat eggs i'm not vegan but then it's like if i had planned before and had ideas for like because now i drink an almond coffee creamer or yeah. like they're good had, they are really good yeah. they're my favorite from silk yeah are we allowed to say brands on the podcast i don't know yeah i think so <laughs> but like we get an email from silk <laughs> yeah yeah if if i had planned it and done it in a way where i was like i bought all the groceries i had every ideas for everything i would have been completely fine it's just i wasn't being realistic and i was like that night i got super inspired and i'm like oh tomorrow i'm gonna do this and this yeah, and this. yeah and the then you wake same. up and you don't have the materials or the energy or the plan or any of that to yep. accomplish those goals yeah and i'm a very for me i'm very much like an all-in or nothing person me too so, yeah right? so exactly i remember i've made so many different like new year's resolutions and whatnot and if I fail it, whether it be a day or a week or a month or whatever in the time, I'm like, oh, I failed. That's yeah. fine. Then I'm just going to go back to my old life. Where exactly. was, you know what I mean? And what I've started doing recently, I know I've been talking about this subject forever, so we should move on. But yeah. um, just as somebody who is an all or nothing person, and I still am, but it's been a struggle to do this, but I'm working on it, is adapting one goal you want to do each week and sticking to that for the week. So... A lot of the time what I used to do is like the night before I would have all these goals that I wanted to keep doing and I would put it in my notes app and I'd be like goals and then the next morning I wouldn't do any of them and I'd be like oh that's a tomorrow thing but if you set one goal for the week it starts to become a habit and then you can add one on the next week or every two weeks or whatever right but if it's like oh I really want to be drinking more water I want to exercise more I want to study this I want to study that do it weekly because if you start your week and you're like oh I want to run for 30 minutes every day you do that for the week it's become something that you know you're going to do the next week and then Mm. you can add on oh this week i want to run 30 minutes and i want to drink four glasses of water or i know it's supposed to be eight but whatever you're a bit more if you're running 30 minutes but anyway i definitely don't guys i drink more than four glasses but if you have a specific monster yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you have a specific amount you want to do just like add it on the next week and then it starts i i think it's becomes 21 days to become an actual habit that's like the uh, technical yeah. thing yeah but even after a week you'll get used to it and it won't be mm. like a oh this week i have to remember to do or tomorrow i have to remember to do this 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 and this it's like that's kind of already into my routine i know i can yeah. accomplish that so let me add on this new thing yeah and then great. you're adding on by the end of the year you'll have tons of new goals or whatever yeah. you wanted to accomplish yeah. they'll all have become habits what advice do you have for those who experience seasonal depression? And this is the last question. So, so um, this was something that actually hit me quite big when I came to Canada. It's before I came to Canada, like I was, I was in the Mediterranean. It's 365 days a year of sunshine, and it's everything's happy. It's fantastic. My first winter in Canada, I, I really struggled. I, I won't lie and admit that I didn't. Um, it's it's different waking up. It's pitch black in the morning you go to work and you get home it's pitch black still you just feel like you're kind of getting stuck in that it's like a little rut of just the same thing monotonous every single day 
So yeah, it's definitely something I've struggled with when I first came to Canada. Um, how to deal with it? I, honestly, <laughs> there's so many things. Yeah. Diet for sure definitely helped me. The gym helped me. Um, a good social group is a big impact on that for sure. If you have people you can go to and say, look, I don't feel so good, I'm not feeling so great. Having that accountability, someone to pat you on the shoulder and say, I feel the same, or let's yeah. go do this, or let's go do that, it helps for sure. Um, that's all the questions we have for you. So thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. What a solid interview. What a solid dude. He was really cool. Um, yeah. And just his like personal story. Like I so, um, I so hear that. Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure, just how dark it gets and everything like that. Like, the it's dark difficult. it gets is a huge thing. Yeah, it's like you wake up and you leave, and it's dark, and then you come back and it's dark. Yeah, and I yeah. think the biggest thing that's helped me with that is to have a space that you feel happy in when you're home. Mm, that's okay. what I've done recently because yeah. I've touched on this earlier. But like when my room is messy or when your house is messy or when you don't have a place where you feel good in, mm-hmm. it's like you're just coming home to a dark, empty kind of sad yeah for sure but like if you have the like if you have stuff you love and things you love doing around you and a place where you feel like happy and comfortable yeah then i think it really changes Mm. everything and also i think i need to do this too but like go on a walk when like just in the middle of the work day just leave for 15 minutes and go outside that's so true because it is sunny during the winter just for a short amount of time so yeah. Just, yeah 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 get outside and, yeah and it's even like sometimes what you like when when you get outside obviously when you're in the cold your body uses up more energy to keep yourself warm yeah so even just stepping outside not don't step outside when it's a snow blizzard but i found even when i've been you know when we have a big day of like looking at a screen the whole time of like what we're doing our work and all that just stepping outside for like five minutes and just ref- being refreshed even though it's a bit uncomfortable yeah have a coat on yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what i mean the little things all you're seeing in winter is artificial lighting because yeah. that's everything like you're yeah. inside during the day normally you're at school you're at work you're wherever mm. and because it's cold outside you're not really going outside so you're seeing yeah. the artificial lighting from inside and then you go home and it's dark outside and your whole house is artificial lighting yeah and i think yeah. sunlight's a really big thing like it you gotta is. be yeah. out there for at least 15 minutes doesn't matter how long or, or what time really but like just go out and like just seeing it will yeah. make a difference because yeah. it's like yeah. yeah yeah and then like his last touch on was like like social groups which he kind of already talked about a bit like with having like accountability like peer yeah. accountability and all that but having social groups is phenomenal yeah like my um my mother-in-law um she got involved she didn't expect herself to but she ended up getting involved in um like playing darts yeah and so it's like those little things that like you you just pick up a little hobby and then there's a community behind it and it's good fun it's a great time to get out for just that whatever night it's on it's huge and it's like I, i mean i said this to daniel earlier again this is something we talked about outside of the podcast but when i told you that i went to my friend's house mm. for just that night right like yeah. i the about a week ago or something i had been in toronto for a little bit and i hadn't seen my friend from the gray bruce area in a little while so when i got home it was really late at night but i went to her house and we had to wake up at five thirty-six to leave but we were together for just those six hours and i'm gonna say four and a half of them were us sleeping but it's like just that time that we got like even though it was better to be together than alone because mm. it's like we're shut in this whole time in school in work in the dark in yeah. the cold and it's like 
just that little bit of time where we were bouncing ideas off of each other and talking about our past week and everything right yeah. it's like you just have like somebody to lean on and yeah. talk to and be like oh yeah i haven't been feeling the best but like i'm yeah. happy i get to be here for sure yeah and we also do recommend getting more than four and a half hours sleep yes right? sorry <laughs> that this was so that's what i'm saying is this was a very rare occurrence like, yeah no, i I'm went joking. no yes yeah. well no I, we're not joking <laughs> we're not joking you should definitely be getting more than four and a half hours of sleep that's something i struggle with really big yeah but it's just the fact that we only really had like i was coming back late she was working late and then she had to leave for a school sport really early in the morning and I had to leave for work really early in the morning. But it was just like the fact that we only had six hours, but we were like, it's better. We wanted to spend it together rather than being alone. Yeah. Because it was like, at home we know it's dark. It's like, we just wanted to be together because school is stressful right now and work's stressful and mm. winter, like we we're talking the whole series. It's yeah. like it's the winter blues. Like we were just not in our best headspace and having that little time together with your social group or somebody who you're really close with it's just like a i don't want to say replenishes your soul but you're but refreshed yeah it refreshes yeah. your like your emotions and your happiness yeah. and you also don't feel like for me personally when i'm with a friend we talk about why we're sad but we're not dwelling on it because we're talking to it with some talking about it with someone mm -hmm. like when i'm alone i get really in my head and it's like oh we're dwelling on what's everything i just said this earlier in the kitchen you're dwelling on every bad part of everything. But when you're mm. with your friend, it's kind of like, yeah, and this is why. And then they give you advice or they talk you mm. through it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Let's. There's, there's like a good like hope factor and yeah. like camaraderie in that. Hey. Yeah. And we ended yeah. off the evening playing Roblox. Well, there you go. On our phones, which is like the most childish thing ever. But it's like it was a time where we didn't have to worry about schoolwork and, and work and we were just joking around playing or Roblox sleep quality. Our, or sleep quality <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but yeah i i just i think social groups really really huge yeah absolutely yeah yeah well i reckon let's wrap that up hey yeah um do you want to wrap us up sure um i don't really know how to wrap yeah, this up. yeah how this are we gonna do a, this outro i think this was a big step for us in the what's your nine to five podcast yeah. journey this first episode of the sad series yeah I think it's, I think we're, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to, you're going to see a little bit more of me and Daniel. Apparently <laughs> our true selves. Unfiltered. I love Unfiltered. It. Well, we'll see you guys on episode two. Yeah. We'll see you guys later.